welcome. We have our first guest on the podcast, our very first episode. He is a Livermore native, a California Wrestling Hall of Famer, a Cal Poly grad, a teacher, former administrator or former athletic director, and now vice principal Clark Conover. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Yeah, we're really excited to have you here as our, as our very first guest as we're kicking off this podcast. So thank you, Mr. Conover, Clark, as we like to call you as well. Before we get started, just want to let the listeners know we did have to make a little bit of a pivot. Mr. Gomes was supposed to be here with us. He is feeling a little under the weather, so he will most likely be with us next week. So we got Conover because, uh, you know, who's, who's better? Who's better at talking about Granada? Livermore, the community, than Mr. Conover. So well, actually, actually, Mr. Gomes might be, but I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. Mm-hmm. No, man, things have been going well, you know, excited to get this thing going. Um, but uh, how are things going with you, Aaron? I just, uh, things have been going well? You know, a few things have happened in, in the last week. Um, I biffed it pretty hard coming into the backyard with my pizza oven. Um, and I was wearing slippers and I, and I tripped on the step going into the house and, um, I flew through the house, almost hit my head on the dining room table, um, with a 70, 70 pound pizza oven that landed on my face. So, um, other than that, it, it's been good. Wait, wait, you're telling me you were carrying in a large pizza oven from the outside to the inside of your house yes. while wearing slippers. We trip, yes. fall, and the pizza oven lands on your face. Yes, yes. Um, I'm really glad that the pizza oven is in good shape. Um, I am not, but that's, that, that's what I wanted. I didn't want the pizza oven to, to break and have to get a new one. It's, it's kind of my baby. So. Okay, all right. Well, have, I'm glad to know the pizza oven in your face is doing okay right now. So. <laughs> have you made pizza on it since? You know, I haven't started it up since. I, I, I put it inside, and I, I think I need a little time to heal. So, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, no, things are good over here. Um, I don't know if, uh, if you're interested in talking about this, but uh, I would really be interested in, in talking about some things that have impressed me lately. I don't know about you, Mr. Conover, but there's a lot of things out there that impress me on a daily basis from, uh, you know, athletic feats to uh, incredible academia to also just some little things in our life that I think have a tendency of impressing me. Um, and uh, what impresses me lately is uh, macaroni salad. Ooh. I don't know if you're a big fan of macaroni salad at all, but I was fortunate enough to have some over the holidays, specifically from my uncle who makes it. And I just finished the batch today from Christmas. Wow. That's how impressed I was with this macaroni salad. Wow. And it has that long of a shelf life. I don't care. Huh. <laughs> rolling the dice. Yeah, we're rolling the <laughs> dice here. I made a commitment. He made enough for a large family, and I got all the leftovers, and I just said, you know what? I love this so much, and it was impressing me so much that I was committed to the end. <laughs> Does your family feel the same way? Uh, about the Mac salad. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a kind of a family staple that we have, uh-huh. and so family get-togethers, we have it. I just feel that maybe I have... I haven't had it in many years, actually, to tell you the truth, because of you know, various parts of the family. We haven't gotten together this, you know, we got together just this last, uh, this last holiday. And so I hadn't had the Mac salad and man, was I impressed with that. You know, that's a, that's a staple in the Hawaiian plate lunch, right? Absolutely. No, no, no. Big, 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 big part of the Hawaiian plate lunch. And so, uh, so yeah, uh, Mac salad, 
definitely impresses me. That's your impressive thing of the, of the week. Yeah. Mr. Conover, I'll let you go first before I jump in. What's impressed me this week? Yeah. Oh, you know what always impresses me is our athlete, athletes here at Granada, how hard they work. I get here, the wrestlers are here in the morning working out. The basketball players are working out. I go home at night, our soccer players are working out. And then we've got those teams, our baseball players getting ready for the off season. It, kids are in the weight room getting ready, our lacrosse team. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. Did you hear that, athletes? Mr. Conover is impressed. Um, something that impressed me from last week uh, is we had the water main issue where we didn't have water on campus, no, no bathrooms as students were coming in to start the day. I was impressed with maintenance and yourself, Mr. Conover, that we got that water main fixed a hole dug 10 feet in the ground, and water was running within an hour and a half. That was impressive. Yeah. Mr. Van Schack from the district was here in his suit, overseeing everything. The response was, was epic. We have great people in this district. Yeah, that was very impressive. Um, Mr. Avila, something that underwhelmed you lately. Oh, man. I, I would say uh, uh, my socks. <laughs> have underwhelmed me, um, and and so much so that it, that was actually on my uh, on my Christmas list this year, and it didn't get fulfilled. Uh, maybe I've been a bad boy. Maybe I haven't. Been, I was not on the good list, but my socks have been very <laughs> underwhelming. And uh, and so uh, yeah, that's just kind of as I look at it, I, I really need to upgrade my sock game. What what so, brand of socks do you? Are you yeah. are you underwhelmed with the socks because of the way they look, or he's got one that's a quitter, or? <laughs> So um, I'm underwhelmed with socks because uh, when I put on brand new socks, I get the fuzziness that instantly comes onto the foot. Mm -hmm. So that's a disappointment. And also I have a tendency of kind of wearing through socks fairly quickly. Um, so uh, I, need to, I need to get onto a better brand. I, uh, I usually just wear, you know, some basic, either if it's a Nike or an Adidas, just kind of an ankle sock. But I think uh, I think I need to upgrade and maybe get into some stance or some other ones. I'm actually currently wearing the one pair of stance that I do own. But that's because I, I did some laundry and it just happened to be there this day. I was going to suggest stance. Yeah. Um, actually, Mr. Conover even bought me a pair of stance uh, socks for for a holiday. Who? Yeah, the holiday who that we did pre-pandemic. Um, but it, they're expensive, but they're worth it. Yeah. And and I can only wear stance socks now. I can't I can't go with the standard. So hey, I hear you. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah. And not to be offended one way or the other. Uh huh. But as far as holiday who's go. Where do I rank? Oh, you're number one. You got me stance socks. You got me a Vikings beanie. You, you know I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, couldn't have had a better holiday who. So, appreciate it. Well, can I kick it back to you? Uh, is there anything that's underwhelmed you this week? Underwhelmed me? You know, the, the YouTube shows that my daughter is watching are underwhelming. <laughs> and I don't understand, maybe you could speak to this too, the generation of kids, they have the toy, but they want to watch a video of a kid playing with that toy. When they have that toy right in front of them, it's very underwhelming. My daughter thinks, thinks it's amazing, and she wants to watch it all the time. I am bored to death with it, and I'm like, you have the Lego, go play with the Lego yourself. So, YouTube videos, underwhelming. Mr. Conover? Oh, you know, I don't know what would be underwhelming this week. I've had a pretty good week. It's, you know, 
You know what? And I think we, we, we just leave it at that. I don't think we need to search for anything. I don't think, yeah, yeah dig in there. I, I like that, Mr. Conover. Yeah, thank you so much. We're just nothing underwhelming for Mr. Conover. <laughs> awesome. All right, now we're going to get into more about Conover here. All righty. Well, uh, uh, Mr. Conover, I'd like to just kind of start off by uh, giving our listeners just a, uh, just a little bit of a background. Um, uh, I, I know that you uh, currently reside in the city of Livermore, but maybe even going back just a little bit further, uh, how did you come to Livermore? How did your family end up coming into Livermore? You know, great question. So we'll go back. I was born in Livermore. My father grew up in Richmond. My mother grew up in Byron, California, and uh, they got married, and my mom got a, got a teaching job here at town. In fact, it was at Green School Elementary. Or I don't even know if it was called elementary. It was called Green School. And if you ever drive off down, uh, it's out on Laughlin, and I believe it's south front there, right off 580, it's a calico fence company now. It's still there. And so they, they moved here to Livermore. And um, so they started raising a family. I came along. I was born here. Went to Livermore Schools. I went to Roseco, go Colts. Went to <laughs> East Avenue, go Dolphins. And then I went to Livermore High. Wow. Go Incred Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I had no idea. I just want to kind of, uh, it was maybe called Green School, and you're saying off of Laughlin, and right as you're coming in over the Altamont right there, there was a school located there. There was a school there, and uh, there wasn't any property around there. And I, my mom said a lot of the ranchers' families, the kids, w would go there. And uh, every now and then I'll run into somebody who actually went to Green School. Unbelievable. Now, was this like a schoolhouse? Was it, or was it all grades, or was it still like a younger elementary kind of style school? Or is you it? You know, I believe it was an elementary school. I don't know if it was a K fifth or K third or even a K eight. I'm not sure. But when you, if you drive by, you can still see the old school buildings here. You can see uh, basketball courts outside, and yeah. Oh, I, I did not know that. I did not know that either, and I, and I consider myself to be kind of fairly knowledgeable on some of those subjects, so uh, thank you for showing us or teaching us something a little bit new here. So, all right, so uh, family kind of settled here in Livermore. You were born here, go through the Livermore schools. Um, uh, what brought you into education, uh, the realm of education? So here in the district, I started wrestling in uh, East Avenue Middle School. I didn't plan on wrestling. I, just, I had a middle school PE teacher. One day after school, saw me in the hallways, and my older brothers wrestled, but I didn't know if I was going to or not, and uh, his name was Gene Anderson, and I was getting ready to go. It, it was, I think it was like at lunchtime or close to school, and he, said, and he came up to me, and he was kind of a bigger guy, and he said, hey, Conover, what are you doing after school? And so I said, I'm going home. <laughs> That's what I do. I go home <laughs> after school. And he said, no, you're going to wrestling practice. You're a wrestler. And so... I go, I guess I'm a wrestler. So I showed up at practice, liked it, and continued going. Well, long story short, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to continue wrestling, and I like it. I go, you know what? It'd be great to come back and coach at a high school. You know, who knows? Maybe live more high. I, I don't know. And um, so after high school graduated, I graduated from high school, attended Chabot Junior College, wrestled there as well. Uh, from there, went to Cal State Bakersfield for just a quarter, and didn't work out. I went to Cal Poly and wrestled there, got my degree. After I got my degree, I came back up here to Cal State Hayward, now East Bay, got my credential, uh, wasn't really quite ready to teach yet, went back down to San Luis Obispo, got my master's degree. I didn't it, know that. I didn't know you went back down there to get your master's degree. Yeah, huh. I figured that was in this. I like school. I like school. I figured it was there, and so I even 
toyed with the idea about maybe going off and getting my doctorate, and I thought, you know what, it's time to go work. And so <laughs> I applied in the area, and I ended up landing at Granada High School. Oh, so this was your first... I had, I had thought that maybe you were at another location, but Granada High School was your first teaching job. It was. Well, when I get my, got my credential, received my credential, I was in a program called the New Haven Partnership, where they gave you classes, but they counted towards your teaching credential. So I was actually at New Haven. I taught a class at Cesar, Cesar Chavez Middle School, and I taught a class at James Logan High School. Okay. All right. That's a big high school. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and what year was that that you started here at Granada? I started here at Granada at 1999. So, the 99 2000 school year was my first year. This is, I can't believe it, my 23rd year at Granada High School. Oh, wow, incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Uh huh. Well, okay, we're still talking kind of about your journey, about kind of where you started, where you came from. Um, uh, one other thing that I got to ask about is uh, I, I was talking to some people that I know, and they mentioned that you received uh, accommodation from, and I couldn't, I, I forgot if it was a superintendent of schools, if it was a state senator, something about an achievement that you had for your time going through K through 12. Was this true? Is it, this, this is true. <laughs> You've done your research. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. When I was in going through K through 12, I did not miss a day of school. I was there in K through 12th grade, didn't miss a day of school. Um, at the high school graduation, our super, the superintendent of the time, um, I just blanked out on her name, Dr. It'll come back to me. Okay. Um, they gave me, the district gave me a, a clock as an award. <laughs> and then one of the representatives of the, of her great state, it sent me a little certificate as well. So uh, yeah. I, can I, I ask you a question? I mean, you, you didn't miss a day. Was there a time where that was in jeopardy? Like, did you get to school one day and you're like, I might vomit. <laughs> I, I got a fever. Anything like that that happened? Yeah, you know what? In uh, once in elementary school, I wasn't feeling well, but I was I was there logged enough time that accounted for the day. Yeah, so you did day. you did go home early that day? I did. Oh. I, I I did. Put a little asterisk by it. Okay. But, but no, you know, no, 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 no asterisks. No, no, no. You completed the school day that but counts you, as. Yes. You know what? The, it's uh, interesting though, because each year I in junior high, for getting perfect attendance, they'd give you a free yearbook. Oh. I got one sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, same thing in the high school level, a yearbook, and then and then the clock. So, not a bad deal. Oh. Not a bad deal. I'd be curious how many students that we have even come close to that, even sniffing that nowadays. N- never. No. You know what? A few years ago, we had a young lady that came through. I think that did that. Okay. All yeah. Right. And the Conover girls, how are they doing? They they haven't missed yet. They haven't missed yet. But you know what? Grow, growing up at my house, my dad worked. My mom was a school teacher, and we didn't have. There's portions of my youth, whoops, portions of my youth, we didn't have a TV. Mm-hmm. So if you stayed home, then no one was, there was nothing to play with. I mean, there was, they didn't have the TV, no one to entertain you. So we went to school, I went to school, and then when I got in junior high, if you didn't go to school, you couldn't do sports that day. So I want to do sports, so why wouldn't I not go to school? Yeah, right, makes right. sense. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to well, fix this mic really quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I got a couple more questions here and just maybe some interesting tidbits here. Um, um, I, I would consider you a, a Livermore guy. Um, know, know a lot about the city of Livermore. Grew up in the city of Livermore. Born in the city of Livermore. Uh, I, I think uh, fair enough to say that you probably love the city of Livermore. I love the city of Livermore. Mm-hmm. It, it's home. Yes, it's home. Very much so. I agree with you on that one. So uh, I, I think our listeners would be really interesting to know from a Livermore guy. 
what would be something that you would consider to be an interesting piece about Livermore? Is there any interesting facts, knowledge, sites, anything along those lines? Or you could even say, what would be a quick Livermore bucket list? Ooh. Ooh, good, good one. You know what? I might have to link up. We Talking to people throughout the years, we created a Livermore bucket list of things to do in Livermore. And, you know, we've got everything. So it is kind of special from things from our 4th of July celebrations, a, a big thing. Um, eating Chinese food at the Yin-Yin, I think, is amazing. <laughs> See, seeing our, our light bulb that's been continuously running for over 100 years from... Uh, Hiking Brushy Peak to all kinds of neat things here in Livermore. Yeah, definitely. Is there a Livermore eatery that you would say that, you know what, uh, you should experience this at least once as a Livermore eatery? You know what I think you do? I think at least once you have to eat at John's Burger. Absolutely. And Ben's Burger. And then, okay. and then that way you can debate which is better. That way you're educated going on because there's definitely a line being drawn here. And are you going to give your assessment of those two as which is better? Right now, I like them both, but my I'd have to tip to John's if I had to make a pick. I like John's, but you know what's kind of fully agree with you. Yeah, that that's kind of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Now I know Mr. Han is more of a Ben's guy. But we'll just leave that as it is. Yeah, we can just leave it as it is. I mean, I, I've visited both establishments many a times, and it, it's, hard for, it's hard for me to kind of draw a line mm-hmm. as to, to which side I'm going to go with, too, as well. But, uh, yeah, highly recommend Ben's Burgers, John's Burgers, if you haven't had a chance. With that. a slight edge to John's because of the wide array of milkshakes. Oh. Just saying. Ben's does milkshakes, too. I'm not going to say They both do those. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, outstanding. Well, switch gears a little bit here. What has been your greatest challenge? Uh, is there a, a greatest challenge you've had in your life or your career? And then um, how did you overcome that challenge? And, and a third follow-up to that is how has that shaped you as a person? You know what? I was thinking, when I, I was thinking about this. My greatest challenge throughout my life is just trying to find that balance between with, with life I, mm-hmm. I know like when I was competing I, I'd go all in on my wrestling world and I think things might suffer like your family or your social uh, being I think when I was coaching the same thing sometimes you go all in or sometimes we can get lost in work so mm. I think one of my biggest challenges is trying to keep balance trying to spend time with my with my family get my job done and then get some of me time as well. Have have you found anything to kind of help support you with that? Because I think that's an, uh, I can agree with you on that challenge of being able to maintain and define balance. Uh, For for our listeners here, is there something that you could recommend or say like, this helped support me trying to find balance, uh, helped make me better at finding balance? I think we need to find an outlet and make sure you have time to do it. And sometimes things do get out of balance and trying to bring it back. Like I know, Every time I work out, it brings me back to where I need to be. And so, but the challenge is trying to find that time. So I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that's a good question. I'd yeah. have to think about that. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. I'm trying to find kind of uh, either kind of your niche. I don't even necessarily need to call it a purpose, but your thing that, uh, that you need to find value in and make a, kind of make important for you. And if you can do that, kind of 
maybe life kind of kind of starts to balance out a little bit more by having that peace. When when you find that balance, um, how does that make you feel as a person? Like, when do you know that you're in in balance? I don't know if that's a tough question. Yeah, but. no, that is a tough question, but it's a it's a good question. Um, some people say it's fair and balanced. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's just a feeling of contentment. You yeah, know what I mean, like you, you just know, you know, you've got. It. Uh, would you say it's easier to find when you're out of balance versus when you're just in balance? Yes and no. I think it's easier to get out of balance. Yeah, you know what I mean to yeah. not. It, it, it's it's funny. I think a lot of people, myself included kind of know what's important and how, you know like my family's important yeah. working out is important my job's important but I think sometimes we forget that we're not just living for our job or we're not even though family's important it's also important to have alone time too like to do what you want too and I don't know some, sometimes it's just getting that balance I don't know it, it's tough yeah so. yeah appreciate the insights on that yeah definitely um, well, I appreciate you kind of talking about some challenges for us or a challenge for us. Um, uh, I'd like to also kind of bring back to uh, kind of the, this, this podcast here. And, uh, you know, we're trying to bring in Granada people, people that have kind of gone through this school, been a part of the school, been a part of this community. And I'd love to be able to hear kind of some of your experiences and maybe in some more detail here. Uh, I, I know if we kind of take a look at the list, and I know it's already been mentioned, uh, started off uh, as an educator. And I'm assuming that you started out as a coach as well, teacher and coach at the same time in 99. And so teacher, coach, eventually morphed into an athletic director position, which then uh, kind of morphed into now as an administrative role. Um, do you have any highs, any lows, any kind of in-betweens from uh, any one of yeah. those kind of stepping points that you've been here at Granada? For sure. So I started off at Granada in 99 teaching math, of all things. Well, let's go math. math. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it. Taught math. And then um, along the lines, I taught um, health here at Granada. I also taught some physical education. And in the summer school, I taught um, driver's ed. And so a lot of a lot of subjects, and I was also coached along the way. Well, um, I, re- I when I was coaching, I really loved coaching. I had some great athletes come through, good kids, and it was great being able to help them out and achieve their help them try to achieve their goals, athletically as well as academically, and just be good people. And that was maybe some of my highs is is coaching. Um, that transitioned into uh, athletic director, and I did that, and that was okay. I enjoyed working with coaches and everything else, but I don't think I had as much student contact that I did was when I was coaching and teaching. Um, and so it was time that I wanted to do something else. I wasn't as content I, as maybe I should have been. I think my life was getting out of balance as being an AD. And so this is my fourth year as being a vice principal, and I've enjoyed it in the fact that I've got student contact. I'm able to see the students grow, mature, make mistakes, achieve, do great things. So, Going back to, just real quick, going back to the I taught driver's ed, did you teach behind the wheel? 
No, just in the classroom. Okay. I was going to say, were there any moments where you, you were slamming on that, that extra brake on the passenger side? You know? But I, I, I would press it in the, in the classroom, let me tell you. Now, here's an interesting tidbit about um, Granada High School that you might not know about. Before I was here, way back when, they offered all kinds of electives. And, and just like in driver's ed, you have to have behind-the-wheel training. Uh-huh. They offered the um, behind-the-wheel... The, the, it was the prerequisite to get your, your pilot's license. Oh. And they had all these simulators here in class. In fact, really? in, school, in fact, one of them still exists, so I'll have to show you where it is. We still have one here. It's still on, on campus? campus? On campus. You're kidding what? me. No, it's like a little square somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow. I don't, you don't need to divulge the location, but I'm definitely very, very interested. I'm hoping this thing still works because <laughs> I need to simulate some flying right yeah. now. So. <laughs> Well, also going back to, um, uh, I, I know that this is definitely kind of hearing about Granada, but um, the successes and uh, your accomplishments here at Granada High School, uh, we definitely have to make a point to be able to recognize you and acknowledge you for those as well. Um, I don't know if you know the numbers off the top of your head. Uh, we can go to the gym and we can count. <laughs> You've hung uh, numerous banners up here. And, and not just, just to say you because you had teams and you had coaches and you had people to support you as well. But I do believe that a team's success is also very reflective of its leader and of its head coach. And so I know you've had a ton of success with that. And even as the athletic director, too, you've had a ton of success as well. I think, you, again, we talk about accommodations from K through 12 or attending. I believe that you also received a, a, a lovely little recognition as NCS Athletic Director of the Year at one point in time. And then I would not be surprised that we are going to continue to see some accomplishments in your new position. But mm. I don't know if you wanted to speak to maybe uh, either a, a a particular wrestler that you had an enjoyable time with, um, a particular incident as an athletic director that you can share with us, but just maybe a, another little glimpse into the coaching athletic director realm for, that, that you've done here. You know what? I've had many kids that have come through, and uh, I always, when I first got into coaching, I always thought, hey, I want kids to like the sport and be able to have the skills in case they wanted to go wrestling college. And, and it's been great to see that is the kids that, have, that did wrestle when I was coaching. Or in fact, our coaches at Granada High School now are uh, former Granada wrestlers. That tells me I, I accomplished that goal. The other big thing that I like, that I feel proud about, is when I'm downtown shopping, if I'm in the grocery store, and I see a former student or wrestler, they don't dodge down the next aisle. They come and say hi to me. That makes me feel good, too. So I think those are my accomplishments. Awesome. So. I like that. No, very, very much so. I completely agree. I love, love to be able to see kind of those positive impacts that you have, and not just in the time that you were there, but the long-lasting effect kind of be years beyond. So, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Um, kind of more geared towards, towards the high school students listening at this point, and I hope they're listening. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to high school students now um, what is maybe one thing you wish you knew or, or understood about the world that would have been helpful to you in high school? And then, and then the follow-up to that is, would the advi advice be different 10 years ago versus now? Like for different generations, would you give different advice? Because generations have really changed even since I've been here. I think, well, if I could go back and give myself advice or give the students advice today, I think the advice would be the same. Okay. I, I think this is what it would be. One, 
get involved with everything you can at the high school. Okay. Whether it's an athletic team, drama, um, a certain club that you like, get involved with the high school. That would be the first thing. The second piece of advice I would give them is take classes that are going to interest you Mm -hmm. and even challenge you. So when you're a high school student, think think 20 years out. And I know that's tough. That's tough for me to do now. Um, and I'm, I'm close to, I'm, I'm 49 and that's close. That's tough to do now. People to, to project where they're going to be. But like the classes we had, when I was in school, they offered auto class, auto shop, wood shop. Boy, I wish I would have taken the, those, those courses. And I yeah. didn't, but take classes that are going to, you know, things that you're going to use later down the road. So besides wrestling, mm-hmm. were there any things that you got involved in in high school? Were you involved in a club? I, I played football, and I, and I wrestled in, in high school. And I wish I would have done track. I wish mm. I would have gone track. It seems like a good sport. I wish I would have taken auto class. I wish, you know, yeah. if I could do it again. In the, my third piece of advice would tie in there is realize that there's a lot of people out there that want you to succeed. Mm. Ask them for help. Here at the school, I know that was something I never thought about doing. I just wanted to do it on my own. But there's people that want to help you. And you can't really be great unless you get people to help you. Interesting. Yeah. I, I had, this was kind of an interesting tip. When I was coaching, um, I had a parent tell me this, and it stuck with me. He said this. He said, Clark, you're trying to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because you want to be... He said, you are kind of like the one-man band. You got the tambourine, you got the th- the cymbals, you got the harmonica. Mm-hmm. There's, you're like the one-man band. Have you ever noticed, know, have you seen those one-man bands? Have yeah. Seen, they're great to watch. Yeah. Can you, name, can you name any famous ones? Ooh, nope. Cannot. No. But can you name a band that's famous? Led Zeppelin. There you go. There you go. You Salt need, and pepper. There you go. You got to have members. You got to have people. You got to have people to help you. So yeah, get some help. And sometimes you might just be on tambourine. You might be. You might. And then be. other times you're a lead singer. Yeah, but the lead singer has people helping him. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. know, sometimes you just got to have more tambourine. You just got to have more. Sometimes you're that guy. You're just shaking that tambourine. Or the cowbell. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. No, fantastic piece of advice. Uh, I, I could agree with so many of the things that, uh, that Mr. Conover has kind of talked about here today. But uh, I think as we uh, kind of shift in here, uh, uh, we got a little segment here for you, Mr. Conover. Um, and uh, This is fun. This, okay. Yeah, this is fun. No, no, no. We're calling this our quick fire round. Oh, I so, like it. Yeah, I so like we're, we're going to ask you a series of questions. And uh, it's, it's got to be quick reaction, got to be a okay. quick fire. Uh, no delay, no thought, just boom. Is it, re- is it some kind of competition? Because I like competition. Uh, <laughs> we, we haven't de- designed this as a competition, but uh, you, uh, we can. You maybe can look- compete against the other guests we have and, okay. s- and see how well you do against them. Okay. Um, so uh, JD and I are going to switch off um, okay. questions. We have twenty questions. They're meant to be pretty quick. I mean, obviously, if you need to think for a second, you can. Okay. Um, but these are all off the wall. Okay. Yeah? Hey. Okay. Yeah, Here we no go. I'm raising. You ready for the quick fire okay, round? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Here you go. Ready. <laughs> Here we go. Mr. Conover, how many keys are on your keychain right now? 
school keychains two, um, car keychain. I want to say three. God, I wish I had a master key. Wow, more house keys than school keys. That's when you know you've you've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> Number two, favorite bagel flavor. Cinnamon raisin. Oh, number three, something new in your life right now. I just got a new iPhone. Ooh, big step. I found thir- 13 Pro Max. Ooh, and Max. I like it. it. It's big. I'm, as I get older, my eyesight's getting dimmer. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Do you put it up a, a couple fonts bigger? No, I don't want to quit. I, I'm not a quitter. <laughs> yet. I want to. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite number and why? Five, because I was born on October 5th. Oh, was that a number that you had growing up, like uh, football or anything? No, football was number 72. Okay. Oh, love the 72. Um, uh, number five, how do you start your day? Is there like a morning routine? Favorite number? I'd like that. That's my favorite number, number five. Um, question <laughs> five. Um, I used to get up and exercise. I haven't done that in a while. I need to get back into it. Nowadays, I wake up. I hate to pull up my phone. I, I check the weather, and I play a trivia game. And, oh. a, and a little uh, Scrabble game. Oh, Got to keep the mind sharp. <laughs> sharp as a tack. And then after that, w- get ready? Then get in the shower. Okay. And, then, and then on the weekends, though, when I get up before the shower, I'll, I'll go for a run. Okay. I'll try to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number six, your greatest fear. Oh, what am I afraid of? Um, not accomplishing what I want to accomplish. Ooh. I was going to go in a different direction as to what I thought that answer was going to be. Oh, you know, I can tell you what what I don't like, my biggest dislike. Okay. The cold. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't like the cold weather. I thought the fear and the dislike were maybe two different realms. Okay, okay, two two of the same things. Here we go. All right, Uh, number seven. Uh, Do you have any nicknames, or did you have any growing up? I've been called hip, because I hurt my hip before in high school. I've been called sunshine, because I used to do all the work, all the everything right. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Can, can we go back to I've been called, I was called once King Con over as well, just because okay. it rhymed. But. Oh, can we I go was... back to hip? I mean, that is a not a very creative nickname. You hurt your hip, so they call you hip. <laughs> I, I just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, the sunshine was that, uh, that was not a self proclaimed. No, okay, okay, no. Okay, okay, okay. you know, you can't give yourself a nickname. Yeah, I was gonna you start can. calling you Coco. No, For those listeners that understand that joke, thank you guys very no. much. I, I, I once knew a guy who started calling himself T-Bone. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay, number eight. On a scale of one to ten, one being awful to ten being great, how good are you at keeping secrets? Ten. Ooh. I'm a vault. All right. Can you tell us a secret? New. No. <laughs> good answer. Number nine. Uh, a pet peeve. I, I do not like it when people ask questions in the form of a sentence. For example, mm. I'll have students come up and say, instead of saying, hey, will you sign this for me? They'll come up and say, I need you to sign this. And then when you call on them, hey, that's not, that's not a, you know, did you ask, I need you to ask me something. I did. Say it again. I need you to sign this. Mm. No. That's, I guess that's a pet peeve. I, I've seen that in action when you were an AD more, but I, I, I've seen you do that before, so that's great. Um, number 10, worst haircut ever, what, when, where, how? Worst haircut ever. 
now it's tougher because the hair is going. You know, it's <laughs> tough to get it. Um, you know, must have been when I was younger. Must have been six, seven. I got bubble gum in my hair, and just so I didn't get in trouble, I cut it out myself. Nice. No, no <laughs> training. No training. Uh, how old are you? Uh, uh, right now. When it, when I cut it when, out, when it, yeah, when you cut. I must. I was in elementary school. I was. Little, I remember it was banana bubble gum. I, know, I don't even know if they make banana bubble gum anymore. Oh, so no. there's just a chunk of hair missing. Yeah, right You're here s- on the side. Oh, yeah. oh, front. No, right. Yeah, right here inside. <laughs> okay. How long till mom dad noticed that and said, "Hey, oh, what did you do?" <laughs> right away. Okay. My, right away. <laughs> Wasn't sure if we can get a comb over going or something like that. All right. Number eleven. If you had a yacht, what would you call it? Seaworthy. I don't know. That's what it came out. That's, <laughs> That's, a great, That's a great answer. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not very to 10 being a, uh, extremely, how cool are you? 8. Okay, an 8. Uh, I, I like think, solid 8. Yeah, yeah. Now, it depends who you ask, too. That's my self thing. <laughs> okay, what yeah. would your wife say? Who? She might give me a 7. <laughs> okay, uh, your daughters. One of them would probably give me a 7. She's a lot like my wife. But the other one, I think, would give me a 10. Tatum would, huh? Tatum would. But I, I remind him all the time that I'm cool. <laughs> uh, number 13. Uh, what is the best thing you've ever ate? Ooh. Best thing I've ever eaten. Uh, you know what? I like all kinds of foods. All kinds. And I can tell you the foods I don't like. There's not many, but I don't oh, like it. We're twisting it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Flip it around. Okay. Stay with me here. I don't like mushrooms, mustard. I don't know if you consider mustard a food or a condiment. Uh, it's in there. Cottage cheese. Oh. Sour sour cream. Mm. Or olives. I think that's it. Um, you know what? I agree with you on three of five. I disagree with you on one. Sour cream. I can eat sour cream by the bowl if I really needed to. I don't. <laughs> uh, listeners, I don't. But I could. I, I, love, I love mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Uh, Cottage cheese is just the look of it I don't like. Um, let alone how it tastes. So moving on, we are now in a section of our 20 questions where we do, would you rather? Okay. We know you kind of like them. I do. I love them. <laughs> so here we go. Number 14, would you rather dine alone or watch a movie alone? Watch a movie alone, but either way. Mm-hmm. Number 15, would you rather hit a red light for the rest of your life or always get slow internet access after the sun goes down? Wait, so the, every time I'm driving, it'll turn, it'll eventually it, turn. Any, yeah, every any section, you always hit a red light. Oh, slow internet service. <laughs> I, w- I could not. I would be the other way around. Number 16, would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long and in great health? Twice as long and in qu- great health. Oh, wow. My wife said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Peace Prize winner? Olympic gold medalist. In wrestling? In anything. Greco-Roman? <laughs> ja- javelin? <laughs> anything. Is, is Curling? There, anything? Is, yeah, is there one sport that's out there that is not necessarily, like, not a wrestler, not a football, but is there that one sport that where it's like, I'll take the gold medal in that for sure. I, I'm with you. I would take any gold medal because you accomplished that. That's an incredible piece. But there's got to be one sport out there that might just be a smidge above the rest. They're all pretty good. I don't. That, that's it's pretty amazing with these these athletes. Number eighteen. Would you rather be four foot five inches tall or seven foot seven inches tall? Seven feet. I'd rather be tall. Agreed. You don't need a ladder. 
<laughs> Number 19. Would you rather babysit an uncontrollable crying baby for a day or have an unwanted house guest stay for a whole week? The, the first one, crying baby. Huh. And you're great with kids, too. Hey. Yeah, I bet you can get that baby to stop crying, <laughs> I guarantee that. even though it says it, it's uncontrollable. I bet you can get it to stop crying. Uh, number 20, can you tell me a secret? No. Ooh, <laughs> I thought, I, thought I'd get him. <laughs> thought I'd get him. Um, Mr. Conover, that is our gauntlet of questions. Uh, we appreciate you having uh, you. We appreciate having you on the episode, the first episode of the podcast. Uh, anything else you you want to say, or no, Mr. Villa? Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and joining us again uh, for the inaugural episode. Um, I, I think there is uh, many many things uh, to be able to get out of you, and I appreciate the advice. Uh, the time and just kind of sharing a little bit about about you and kind of your history here and so uh, hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well if mr gomes is the next guest anything you want to to tell him in terms of what to prepare for for this no i think he'll mr gomes is amazing i think he can prepare for it no matter what I'm you, ju- you, you might want to throw out ask ask him about the time oh i'm writing it down i'm taking notes that mr han mr gomes and mr conver went to the shadow Cliffs, water slides. Ooh. It's, it's a good little story. I'm, I'd be interested in how much of it he shares with you. And then the next time I'm on, maybe a hundredth episode, yeah. I'll tell you the truth. Ooh. So you're, you're going to go ahead and say he's not going to give you the full truth. He's uh, not going to give us the full truth. He, 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 he's not going to lie, but I don't know he, what he's going to give He's going to give a version. He's going to sugarcoat it. Yes. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the 100th episode when we get to hear the story. <laughs> But uh, again, thank you so much, Mr. Conover. Hey. Really appreciate the time. So, thanks, that, thanks for having me on. I like what you guys are doing. Well, right. That's it for us. Uh, we will see you next week, and uh, be sure to grab life by the horns. <laughs>